listen to GB Mag Chats. GB Mag Chats. Where international students get answers. Hello and welcome to GB Mag Chats, where we answer the real questions international students have about living and studying in the UK. I'm Sophie Omimawalter, your host, and today we have Shivani and Cassidy joining us to talk about how to survive the British winter. Shivani, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Thank you, Sophie. I'm Shivani, and I'm an international student from Singapore. I'm currently in my second year of my undergraduate studies at the University of Cambridge, and I study natural sciences at Cambridge. And we've just been going back to in-person teaching, which has been crazy for me because I started off with everything online. And yeah, it feels like a whole new world. Wow, that must be so strange. (laughs) Cassidy, would you like to introduce yourself? Of course. My name is Cassidy. Um, I'm a recent graduate from the University of Derby, where I did writing and publishing. Um, But I graduated mid-2020, so in the middle of the pandemic, which was just a completely new experience. I don't think anyone was expecting. Um, So the last year has been a bit wild, but I'm very happy with where I am now. So happy to be at GBMAG as one of their resident Brit students. Amazing. So today I'm going to be talking to the both of you about how to survive the British winter. So obviously we have Cassidy who is a home student and probably well versed in British winters. And then we have Shivani who is our international student. So basically what would be good is we're going to hear some compare and contrast of both of your experiences um, about winters in Britain, especially as a student where you don't always have that much money for heating. (laughs) Um, So we're going to dive straight in. Shivani, I'm going to come to you first. Do you have any anecdotes that spring to mind about maybe the first time you experienced the British winter and what was that like? Yeah, so the first time I came to the UK was around the end of September, beginning of October. And bear in mind, I'm coming from tropical countries. So though most of y'all might consider that autumn for me, that was already winter. So as soon as I landed here, it was quite cold for me. And I remember wanting to layer up because I I kind of received advice for everyone from everyone to layer up. So I was like, let me give this a go. So I put on like a full sleeve top and then I wanted to put a hoodie on top of that. But it was, it seems like a really silly problem that I was facing that every time I was trying to layer up with a new layer, the sleeves of my previous layer would keep rolling up. And I was trying to think, like, why is this so complicated? Like, am I the only one who's facing this issue? And obviously, I kept it inside me, inside of me because it seems like such a strange thing to ask somebody for help. Like, how do I keep the sleeves down? And then after a few days, I finally realized that if you hold down the sleeve with your thumb and then put in the second layer, then it stays like fully unrolled. And to me, this was mind blowing because I'd never really layered up before and especially wearing full sleeves in Singapore is just not really a thing. Um, And it's just small things like this. I feel like when you're coming from another country, especially if you haven't really experienced the cold before, it's these tiny tips and tricks that go a really long way. And things that might seem really intuitive for the locals just seem really new for someone who's coming from tropical country, which doesn't really have many seasons. So yeah, that's one anecdote I always tell everyone that always makes me laugh like now. But at that time, it was one of my daily most annoying struggles. That's so funny that you say that because I actually remember being really, really little. Just and obviously, I grew up in the UK, and me and my sister, when we'd be tiny, and my mum would be putting our coat on, and she'd say, "Hold your sleeves," and it was literally a thing that was in. It was like you, we learned that. That was, and if you don't do it, it's as you say, your sleeves roll up, and it's really uncomfortable. But so why would you know that? I mean, I love the idea of you suffering in silence, thinking I can't ask anyone this. <laughs> 
I literally I feel like it's like a life lesson that you're taught yeah. one of the first life lessons you learn as a child is like you have to grab your sleeves and you have to like grab your socks when you're putting your feet into wellies and all of these like tiny little things that would I don't know just become second nature don't they it's mad to think yeah and I hadn't even thought about that until until you said that I was like oh my god yeah I just do that every time on instinct I love that mm. um Cassidy what about you I mean do you want to talk about your impression of a British winter having lived with them your whole life forever um I think uh lots of people say that British weather is some of the most fickle weather you'll ever experience within one country which I completely agree with and it's just crazy and I feel like whenever I'm speaking to a non-Brit it's always one of the biggest differences between myself and anyone from any other country and it's just so bizarre that it's like such a I know a prevalent thing here um and the British winter I think is super interesting because we don't even have it that bad like if you compare it to other more northern countries we really really do not have an awful winter um but I always just remember like whenever snow rolls around everyone's wrapped up in layers and everyone's like oh no we can't drive anywhere and we can't possibly like go to school or go to work because it's just such an unusual thing and then I always compare it to you know more northern countries like Norway or in parts of Russia and they deal with snow every single day and they don't really know a life without snow and so I always just have to like reality check myself a little bit and just think it's not that bad Cass like come on you can handle this (laughs) it's just snow (laughs) that's so true it's like snow snow days in England other countries must just think we're pathetic (laughs) there's a tiny bit of snow on the ground well everything's shut all the schools closed literally (laughs) we weren't complaining about it as kids a snow day was the best thing ever but (laughs) Shivani is the idea of a snow day like everything shutting down just is that just crazy to you yeah I think this was towards the end of my first term where for the first time ever it snowed I think that winter and I've seen snow, I've been to places with snow, but I don't think I've seen snow fall that often. So I remember waking up early in the morning and seeing my window, my entire window fogged up. And I remember seeing like little tiny, like white droplets dropping out. And I was like a kid on the morning of Christmas. I was like, oh my God, is it snow? And I remember just rushing to the window and seeing the snow and thinking it looks so beautiful. And then I immediately called up my friend in college and I was like, do you want to go out and just like, you know, just see it and like feel it? And by the time we put on all of our layers and went out, it already turned into rain. So it was basically just slush. And I think that just encapsulates the British winter. It's just snow and rain. And there's really no, like, no pattern. It's just snow and rain. And it's just a very strange thing. But to me, it was still really, really nice. But I can understand why slush can be so annoying sometimes. So Shivani, it's interesting that you said about, obviously, you arrived what in what we would count as autumn, but it was already winter. But I think there is that kind of feeling winter does start maybe even as early as September, sometimes October. Um, That's partly because daylight savings time, our our clocks change quite a bit in advance of, you know, real winter. Do you remember when you first had to do the clocks changing? Because obviously the days get so much shorter. I still struggle with that and I've lived here forever. Do you remember your first experience of that? Yeah, definitely. I took so long to understand what daylight savings means and I still don't think I can explain it well. I've had all of my friends trying to explain to me, yeah, we turn the clocks and then basically you just get an extra hour of sleep and I don't think that really encompasses the reason of why you change your clocks. Um, I am beginning to understand it, but yeah, it was definitely a foreign concept to me. 
Um, I remember um, as the days got shorter, it would just be kind of a running joke between my housemates and I that we'd go to have tea at like 3 p.m. And it, it was basically completely dark by the end of December. It was just pitch black outside. And after a while, we just begin joking like, is it really tea time or should we just have dinner now? Because it basically looks like it's late evening. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy. I feel like it's one of those things that happen every year. And even the locals still are in shock every single year when it happens like oh, it's getting darker already wow that's crazy but yeah it really is really crazy i love that you noticed that we like <laughs> residents of the uk also talk about it every year because it's so true every year we're going to the office be like oh the days are getting shorter <laughs> yeah, like it's a shock like it doesn't happen literally every single year always the same we're like no way oh my goodness <laughs> But I don't know about you, Cassidy, like, as somebody who's obviously experienced it many times. It's still, it still, it gets to me in the same way every year and that it, I think it does really affect people's moods. Um, and especially going back to being a student in the British winter, I remember it, it, it feeling strange still being in class when it's dark. You almost feel like your body clock's like, well, I'm done now. Like I have to still do several hours more work. But I don't know how you guys felt about that, whether, you know, productivity was affected. What do you what do you reckon? Yeah, so I always find it very strange how quickly it happens, because it's like one day you've still got a great, I don't know, 12 hours of sunlight or something ridiculous. And then suddenly it's like you've got six. And like, I know it's not that extreme, but in my head it feels that way. So it's just really bizarre that first day where you kind of notice that it's 7pm and it's dark and you're like, hang on a second. In my head, it was still light till... 10 p.m. like it is in the summer so that transition is always like really shocking to me um and then what you said about lessons as well was really interesting because in my first year um of uni I had lectures from 4 till 7 p.m. which is already quite a late lecture I know ridiculous on I remember on a Monday evening and we'd all like I think the buses might have stopped running by the end of it so we were just like walking home it was just an experience that made first year though like it was okay because it's a good memory <laughs> um but they yeah they finished so late and that was a, this was in the um autumn semester so from september to december so it was those months where it started to get darker earlier so we noticed that slowly but surely the sun would start to set earlier within these lectures and then it would get to the point where by the time i left my house at about three half three it would be kind of like twilight and I'd be on the bus and I'd be thinking, this is so wrong. Like you said, my body clock was like, it's time to get into bed. And I was there going to have to like switch in my brain, ready to learn. And it was such a weird thing because obviously you never experienced that at school when we finished at 3pm, half three, to then suddenly, I don't know, finish at seven and it felt like midnight. It was absolutely bizarre. But yeah, I think you kind of get into the swing of things quite quickly. But that in initial shock is just... And like I said, every single year we experience it and every single year it's a shock. So I don't know what's going on, but it was. And Shivani, if, if if our body clocks took time to adapt to it, even though we've been here the whole time, I mean, <laughs> how must you have found it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like even as an international student, I'm sure people have told me before I came to the UK that days do get shorter. But I think as um, Cassidy said, it's just something you have to go through and kind of be in the shock and then get used to it even if you're told even if you've experienced it year after year it still hits you the same way um but yeah I definitely think it it did affect my productivity especially since winter term was my first term in the UK so I'm coming from like 24 7 sunshine in the tropical regions to like winter in the UK so it was definitely a big change for me especially because even when there is sunlight 
sometimes there really isn't because it, it's like a cloudy day or like it's just dark the whole day and then it gets even darker and i usually love my sunshine i love natural light coming into my room and it really makes me feel ready for the day um so yeah i think it is definitely something that takes time to adjust to but yeah i think everyone does it and everyone has low days in the winter but you just kind of find your own coping mechanisms and just your body definitely does adjust to the um low levels of light that brings us on to actually i was thinking when thinking about this topic winter i suppose technically we count i think is december january february really although as we're saying it's really autumn and winter but Yeah, winter and that idea of Christmas. I find December winter is great and cosy and exciting, but then you finish, you have Christmas, you have New Year, and then you're like, oh, I've still got two months of winter without Christmas. (laughs) So I wonder, um, well, for both of you, what what your impressions of that difference in the December kind of winter and the January kind of winter? I think they're quite separate things. Shivani, I don't know if you experienced that at all. (laughs) In fact, I went home for the Christmas break. So at the end of December, I was home. And because COVID got pretty bad in the UK, like Jan this year, Jan, Feb, I actually didn't end up coming back for my second term. And I remember everyone telling me that you've ex- you've escaped the worst part of winter by staying home in like Jan and Feb. So no, I actually haven't really experienced the Jan, Feb winter. So I guess that's something to look forward to early next year. <laughs> you, you did the right thing. <laughs> Um, for me, actually, the first time I really noticed it was, I think, this past year, which I think was almost to do with COVID and being at home and suddenly not having all these distractions I was used to, because before that, I, I had school and university always in January and February. So it's the first year this year where I was kind of like, oh my God, what am I supposed to be doing? Because I wasn't working because of COVID. So it's just like, what am I, what do I do with these days where I, I you know, I can't go and sit in the park with my friends and because it's cold and of covid um or i can't go out for drinks with my friends or go and just round to my friends houses there was all these normal things which i'd usually do to almost distract myself from the fact that it was a little bit miserable outside um and i couldn't do them and so i was just sat at home like i didn't think it would or i didn't realize it would have such an effect on my mood and it would feel so different without like the christmas celebrations to look forward to and in the lead up with winter there's like um bonfire night and halloween and all these small things that i think really help kind of split up the the days um and i've also got a lot of like birthdays of family and friends and stuff so it's such a busy time and then kind of new year rolls around and it's like what do we do now yeah so definitely the january blues are very much a thing i would say in the uk as it sounds like Shivani still has to look forward to um but I think there are ways to sort of circumnavigate that I think it's I think it's just it sometimes feels quite long doesn't it because as Cassidy said there's lots of stuff going on right before Christmas in the run-up to Christmas it's a really cozy time bonfire night and then you've got January and February just seem to stretch out where there aren't those same kind of events to punctuate it but I think that's when we rely more on making our own like making our own positive associations with it I suppose like people don't have as much money or as much energy to go out but actually that means you can have some cozy nights in so Cassidy I don't know if you have any tips in that specific area of how to how to keep your spirits up I guess in the face of January blues yes um I would personally say kind of find probably like your comfort shows and movies is what I always tend to do and that's something that I really enjoy like after a day at work or a day at school I would always come home I'd probably put on friends 
let's be honest it's going to be friends and I'd light a couple of candles and I just sit there and I think you know what it may be dark and slightly miserable outside or cold or rainy but I still can be you know can enjoy myself and do these maybe like the smaller comforts of life but I can still enjoy them and they can still feel really nice and really comforting and like I'm actively doing something because I think being able to say no I'm going home to watch a film almost tricks my mind into thinking like no I have plans and I have things to do and I'm not necessarily being social but I'm like I'm enjoying my time instead of just kind of sitting there and letting the winter just kind of roll by and and not enjoying that although I have to say as well I probably do spend a lot of the time like complaining but not (laughs) that's just you know not important right now (laughs) but you're right you sort of allow yourself to I suppose relax a bit more and chill and I think when the weather's nice if you you don't stay in and watch films because you feel like you're not doing anything whereas actually in January that is an activity in itself (laughs) there's nothing else to do anyway so you may as well get cozy and also I'm sure all of us are much more prepared for that in a post-pandemic world I think we've all gotten pretty good at not having anything to do (laughs) so one thing we obviously talk about all the time as Brits but we'll dive into a bit more is the actual cold aspect of winter which is not the, not the nicest for some locals anyway, but I'm sure is a huge shock to the system if you've come from a hot country. Shivani, do you have any, well, tips, but also anecdotes of your experience of just how cold a British winter can be? Yeah, definitely. So Cambridge is quite a cycling town. So that basically means to, to get to any of my lectures, practical supervisions, I'm basically just cycling around the entire time. And I feel like in the winter that can be, get a bit tricky because when I'm cycling, I start off cold and then I'm layered up and warmed and cozy. And then when I'm actually cycling, I get really warmed up from the activity. So then I start feeling hot when I'm cycling. But then if I take off a layer, it gets too cold. So this is something I had to just honestly just navigate and sometimes just bear with during winter because it could get so annoying because I'd be sweating in my layers. But then after I got off my bike, obviously it gets cold again. So then I need my layers. So I think that's one of the, if you're into physical activity or honestly, if you're just out, I think that's why they say layering is so convenient because you can just take off layers, put them back on and just, you know, store a few scarves and like thin cardigans or something in your backpack all the time. So I feel like layering did really help me, especially since I cycle around most of the time. And one thing I do regret though, is that my coat that I usually use throughout winter does not really have a hood. And we all know, UK it just rains randomly without any kind of warning or pattern so I wish that I did have I did buy a jacket with a hood or like a coat with a hood and I know most coats are waterproof anyway but I think having a hood just helps because then your head is dry as well so that's something that um, I did wish I did and I did get some nice warm woolly socks for the winter I didn't really think socks would matter but I did realize most of my socks were too thin for the winter and just wearing like two three at once just was not that practical so I yeah I definitely say go for warm socks as well but I think those are my top tips for the winter I'd say they're very good ones (laughs) (laughs) and things like because that brings us quite nicely onto the topic of winter you know winter clothing but presumably you've never had to buy things like a warm hat or scarf or gloves was that all completely new to you as well yeah so I ended up visiting a family friend um the first few weeks I came to the UK and I ended up asking her 
basically what do i do for winter like what do i buy like what are the essentials that i need in my wardrobe because obviously fashion wise everything looks so nice in winter but practically like i only have so much money i can spend on like winter clothing and i want it to last but then i also want it to be the ones that i use the most so i think as a student there's just more things you're looking at in terms of budget as well so i think definitely reach out to the locals cuz they know which stores have the best deals but also the good like quality of um winter clothing and exactly which bits and um pieces you need every single day that is worth investing in so yeah i think i really found it helpful to talk to her and just seek her advice on like which stores to go to cuz i didn't even know the names of stores like primark and mns it's just everything is just new as an international student sometimes so you don't know that like primark has cheaper ones whereas mns is more quality but more expensive and it's just these little things that i think the locals can really help with and most of the time they really like helpful and willing to talk to you about it so i think definitely reach out to people who know how to deal with british winter speaking of cassidy <laughs> as our resident local do you agree with that do you have any extra tips um and also yeah the where to shop things are a really good point it's something we talk about in lots of other topics as well in terms of like when you're first arriving but for winter specifically as you say students don't have all this budget to buy a whole new winter wardrobe so cassidy i don't know if you have any tips on that front Mm, well, funny you should mention we're actually going to do a real series about this uh, <laughs> with some videos about where to shop for good winter clothes. So, uh we've been thinking about it a lot, but honestly, in my personal life, I think I end up um which is probably a lot to do with my mom, um getting a lot of my winter clothing just from the supermarket because so many of the bigger supermarkets have really big clothing sections. and i feel like they're never too expensive they're usually decently priced but they are really great quality um and because it's cuz they seem to be kind of quite popular stores there seems to be one in most cities so if it's ever a case of you need to return something it's so much easier sometimes than buying something from a maybe a smaller shop it's um there's more of them and they're not too expensive so i always go there and they've got everything like socks hat scarf gloves coats and then i don't know trousers if you want trousers instead of a skirt or something for work like they've got lots of options which i always really appreciate so we spoke about this a bit earlier with the ways that we can make the miserable aspects of winter more positive but i think that brings us on to quite nicely the best and worst bits because i think it it would be quite nice to discuss pros and cons because we all know there's cons So I just want to come to both of you and ask your worst bits first but then we'll bring up the tone by saying what we can do to make them better. <laughs> um Shivani, why don't you go first? I think really my worst bit about the winter is cycling in the wind and the cold. It's just sometimes unbearable. By the time I reach my department, which is actually just a 15-minute bike ride on like the least windy days, It takes me up to 25 minutes sometimes in the winter days and by the time I'm there my fingers feel like they're going to fall off cuz they're just so cold and my toes are so cold but then my body is too warm it's just this really annoying mix of um temperatures going on in different parts of my body I did finally invest in some <laughs> gloves which really really helped me like especially cycling gloves like those that don't get wet when it rains Um so that really helped me but I think still it's just so crazy how cold you get and then when you're cold and your fingers are cold you can't really do anything with them so you can't use your phone you can't turn doorknobs like it takes a while to thaw and it's just like it just feels so strange but yeah I think definitely cycling is the worst for me in terms of winter <laughs> thinking of gloves and like you say when that 
I find that the worst well when you can't use your hands because they're so cold, they're numb. Have you seen those? You can get gloves here where they have like their touchscreen, not touchscreen proof, but you, you can you still use your phone with them on. That was like a game changer for me when I discovered those because it's too hard to use your phone with cold hands. So I was like, this is genius. Yeah. <laughs> Cassidy, what about you? What you? What's your very worst bit of a British winter? I think just, you know, you just feel like wet and cold and you've been like blown about in the wind and you get home you're just like I don't know you're just kind of all of the like elements of winter just kind of somehow landed on your head (laughs) you're just like I want to give up like I'd never want to leave my house again um I think it's probably my my least favorite part just because it just makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable and I don't want to be uncomfortable I don't want to be wet and I don't want to be like cold and unable to use my phone and everything so I think that feeling of just being like like not sticky sticky is not the right word but like (laughs) I can just feel like the inside of my coat sticking to my arm as I'm talking about it like the wet oh no I hate that Yeah, just that being uncomfortable (laughs) and cold is just, ooh, it's a different kind of cold. And Shivani, what about your best bits of winter? What what are the highlights for you? I think definitely, definitely Christmas and just all of the days that lead up to Christmas. Obviously, they do celebrate it back home in Singapore and like they decorate everything. But I think it's on a whole other level in this country and especially because everyone's so excited for Christmas and everyone gets into the spirit like a month early sometimes more and there's all around you there are like lights in the evening so even though it's dark like most of the shopping centers and the city centers are just getting ready for like um Christmas so there's always lights and it just feels warm especially in the evenings though it's dark and cold outside and everyone's getting ready for I think the looking forward to Christmas is in my opinion way better than the actual Christmas day because it's just such a warm feeling that sustains for so long and even if you don't celebrate it, so I'm, I'm not even that big of a Christmas celebrator. Um, but it's just so nice being amidst everyone who's so excited for that day that you kind of just get into the festive spirit as well. So yeah, definitely Christmas. Yeah, that must be so exciting as well if it's, it, it, if it's so not a big thing um, where, where any international students come from, wherever that may be. Because it's, it must just be like this crazy new experience of, oh, it's like, people are like big kids here (laughs) it's really the magic is still alive and Cassidy what about you I mean I completely completely agree with all the Christmas things I think that is probably the highlight and I I think it almost works in the same way that hot weather and sunshine I swear makes the British population the mood is just boosted like something about the sun I think Christmas does the same thing so everybody just seems nicer and you know there's like less honking from the cars and less children screaming and everything just nicer and brighter (laughs) it's it's the Christmas (laughs) spirit Um, but aside from Christmas and everything as well I think like my fondest memories are always kind of like being with my friends and wrapped up warm and I think almost those memories are probably more key memories for me just because they seem to happen like fewer times than within the summer because I think summer we go to we go out a lot and we're always going for walks or going to the park or going for drinks or going out in the evening whatever it is we're doing Um, and they'll kind of blend into one whereas in winter I always have very distinct memories of either sitting in the car wrapped at warm with my friends or maybe it's like an outdoor theatre or outdoor cinema or something but like these things that seem to happen more rarely than everything else and it's probably not true but again probably the Christmas spirit and I'm just like it's just nice that 
I think like I feel really grateful that you have those friends that you can still kind of escape the winter with almost or like suffer together in a way um but yeah and then even better when you get to combine Christmas and friends and do things together to celebrate and and look forward to it together so that's so true and I think that's especially prevalent when you're a student and I have those same memories as well of just yeah do almost doing Christmas with your you know your student friends your housemates it's such a nice special thing and I think it's a special thing of that era of your life so that's it's nice to hear that that is that sort of those happy memories last as well don't they definitely and like um I think a really popular thing is the Christmas dinner. I don't know if you took, yeah, do, yeah, there we go. Big nod. <laughs> we all did that um, at Christmas. And it's like the last week or the last couple of weeks, you'll all sit down and cook a big Christmas dinner. And I remember like you'll go and do the big shop together. And we always did it at Aldi. And we were like, right, we've got to split it between like six people yeah. down to the penny. Like we're going to split it equally. But you do that. And it's just a really, I mean, I was gonna say it's a really it's a really nice experience not always the best food if I'm honest like it's not always gonna be the best you know roast dinner of your life but it's always again like making those memories and I just think something about kind of the rarity of that experience because obviously it's only like an annual thing so it's always more of a key key moment where you can say oh what what a time what a great time (laughs) yeah so Shivani I can see you nodding away at that as well so I was assuming you did your kind of British Christmas dinner as well here with 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 your friends or with housemates did you? Yeah so actually in Cambridge they have a tradition of doing what's called Bridgemas which is basically Cambridge Christmas so we celebrated on 25th of November because 25th of December is not really term time anymore so just to get into the Christmas spirit like it's a huge thing here Bridgemas so all the colleges have like formal dinners and it's all Christmas themed so there's like roast and like very fancy drinks served and last year I remember even amidst COVID, we all went to the dining hall and the mistress, our college mistress and like the college band played like um, Christmas carols the entire evening as we were eating. And everyone was just like kind of singing along to the jingles. And then after that, the choir sang like such a nice melodious, like, I don't even know what it's called. It was just like Christmas songs, I guess. Um, But it was just such a nice evening and everyone was so happy and warm. And yeah, I really, really enjoyed Bridgemas, even though it was like, almost peak COVID I think because it was getting worse towards the end of um December but it was just still made so special by like everyone being in that holiday mood <laughs> that sounds amazing <laughs> I was just saying it I know I was like in my head you're at Hogwarts <laughs> it's like that kind of Christmas it's that special <laughs> that sounds amazing and speaking of Christmas dinners what about more generally any foods that you particularly enjoy eating or food and drink, I should say, because for me, one of the main highlights of a British winter is mulled wine <laughs> or mulled cider, anything mulled, any any hot drink. But do either of you have anything specifically those things that you associate with that time of year, food or drink wise, and you really look forward to? Cassidy? Oh, um, the first thing I thought of was advent calendar chocolate, which again is just a Christmas thing. but like at uni and I think it was one of those moments where I was like you know I'm an adult now so I can actually do this and no one can tell me I shouldn't but because like you said Shivani when you're like at uni you don't really get to do much of actual kind of the the run-up to Christmas at uni because you kind of leave halfway through the month so 
my, my friend and I, we um, did the 25 days before Advent calendar. So I think like mid-November, we grabbed ourselves an Advent calendar and counted down to like the 1st of December oh. and then started again. So in theory, we had two Advent calendars, <laughs> but we were like, well, no one can tell us not to do that. Like it's our, it's our money and it's our home. Which is like, I think probably one of the first moments I was like, this is freedom. This is adulthood. Like, this is what I, I was, you know, I've been waiting for. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I've been going to chocolate just because it just reminds me of like independence. I love that. I love that. <laughs> but I'm impressed that you showed the restraint to still eat one a day. Real freedom would have been you eat them all in one go. <laughs> it, honestly, I feel like we might have ended up doing that the last few days because I think we like miscalculated. So in one day we had like eight left and we were like... <laughs> oh no that's such a shame how did we end up doing that crazy anyway eight chocolates in the morning love that for us <laughs> that is brilliant <laughs> and what about you Shivani oh I'm such a tea person even every day I do have teas but in winter it just amounts to like two to three times a day maybe tea I just love sipping my tea and just having hot foods in general just throughout the day um yeah I just I just love the warmth but Apart from hot foods, I really like spiced fruit cake, which I feel like is a very Christmassy thing. But I really love the taste of like spiced fruit cake with, um, yeah, just like a dessert to any like fancy meal. I think it's just so nice, like pudding and cake with like everything else warm. It's just, oh, just so lovely. <laughs> that's that's so true. I feel like flavors and smells and everything like that. I prefer win the winter version of all of them. Like I I much prefer a win like a winter dinner than a summer one. So like I love you know I love a barbecue it's fine but I like a roast I want a cozy roast on a cold afternoon and smells I'm a big scented candle fan and I like Christmas scented candles all year round because <laughs> they're just they're just the best smells like nothing smells nicer than like cinnamon and apple. Yeah, that's so true actually. I think my candle is actually like a Christmas scent, but I I'm like as soon as it hits kind of the colder days of September my candle is lit and I'm like yeah it's Christmas now yeah I allow myself to wear Christmas socks on the 1st of September because it's the one item of clothing that no one will see so I'm like the Christmas socks can go on it's fine you build up to the Christmas jumpers yeah that's like December 1st but socks can go on September 1st I reckon I think so Okay, so sadly, we're coming to the end of today's episode now. Um, we like to end each episode by wrapping up with our do's and don'ts for each topic. So what we're going to do is go round and we're going to say basically our takeaways from everything we've talked about, our biggest do's and don'ts um, by way of tips for our listeners. So Shivani, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. I think my biggest do is talk to the locals and approach people with problems even if you think they sound really really silly trust me it's so much better than just going through so many hard days yourself which kind of brings me brings me to my don't which is don't suffer in silence just reach out who to whoever you can especially if they've already experienced any sort of winter before and your life is going to be 10 times more easier brilliant cassidy how about you I think my do would be to kind of find and enjoy those smaller comforts that you feel a bit more special in the winter. So whether that's, you know, being able to treat yourself for the film night or buying your favourite scented candle, there's small things can, I think, really change your mood um, in the kind of more the darker days, the colder days. So definitely do that. Um, and don't forget to check your heating in the winter and make sure it's working. <laughs> 
would be my big don't. If you're cold, just double, just feel the radiator. Just make sure it's still working. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think my my do is sort of similar to that what you've just said Cassidy but is do use those darker and longer days as an excuse to socialize in a different way so as we've all said it's not necessarily there might be some like less things you feel like you can do but actually the things you can do might might end up being some of those happier closer bonding kind of memories especially like we've all said getting people together for a Christmas dinner before the end of term there's such special memories I think from being a student so I think that's a huge takeaway for me and don't my don't would probably be don't it, it sounds silly but don't as Shivani touched on don't buy the wrong kind of coat or warm clothes in terms of I, I think it's actually quite easy to do I think I still do it year in year out I'm like I just need to buy one really really good winter coat rather than going through jackets or all those things that might look nice or might feel right at the time but actually a decent thick warm winter coat with a hood as Shivani said it took me so many years to realise I just needed a coat with a hood because <laughs> it will it will cover so many bases. So, yeah, don't don't kind of go through all the other options before getting to that. And don't yeah, don't waste money on thin jackets for winter. Basically, you're always going to need a thicker coat than you think you are. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that brings us to the end. This has been really fun. Um, thank you so much to both Shivani and Cassidy for coming and joining us today. And we'll be saying goodbye, but we'll be back with another episode. We've got loads more topics to roll through and we hope we'll see you back here again. See you later. Bye. Bye.